Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of Talk of the Rift. This is a podcast about all things League of Legends from current state of the meta, upcoming changes, and just your basic talks about League of Legends. I am your host, Logan, and joining me today is Eli. What's up? And Koobs. Hello, hello. At the end of the show, we like to do a Q&A, so if you want to submit your questions, you can tweet them to us at Talk of the Rift or send us an audio message on anchor.fm slash Talk of the Rift. If you've missed any of our previous episodes, you can check them out there as well. And from there, you can find us on virtually all podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, good. Just, you know, got off the day job now to the night job of talking this league. This is a job with to the you. boys. I was going to say, this is, a, this, is, if this is work to you. We may need to reassess where everyone's at. Yeah, Come I mean, on, everything, everything's, everything's job. Everything's work. Come on. Sorry, Just you so see happens, it that way. This is the enjoyable kind. How was... Uh, oh, go ahead, Eli. Get a, get a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life, which I've heard is totally bull. There's yeah, no, I don't think that's true. I, it's, yeah. You just learn to hate the thing you love. Yeah. Dude, that's dark. How's uh how's the life of solo queue going for you guys or flex queue? Yeah, so I guess I, I haven't uh been playing too much of it. I think you've been playing the most out of all of us. I played yesterday for like <clears throat> I played like 6 games and I won 5 of them. I promoted oh, to man. plat 2 and I'm like almost to plat 1. Yeah, I just I shot straight up. I don't know what it, I was just on yesterday. But yeah, ever since the, they released all the stuff for the preseason, I've pretty much just been doing either that or TFT. I just don't have the uh, the drive right now on this current uh, season with all the new stuff on the horizon. It is. It does feel like every time I'm in a game, uh, you get to a situation, and then your first thought is, what do I buy here? But then following very close behind that is, ooh, what would I buy here if we were in preseason? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what you should buy. Uh, double stacking dot items. Yeah, that's that's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely it's definitely one of them. Eli and I played uh, Flex Q. You played too, right? Coops, Coops was there. Yeah, we yeah, played yeah, last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. It was last night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just mentioned Eli specifically because we uh, we played bot lane all night together, mm-hmm. and we just just won all of them. You just wrecked everybody. Even in the time. game where we we died a lot, like we were, like our team had ten deaths, and I think we were seven of them. Oh yeah. I still felt like we were stomping that lane. Well, because we were just like they would bring four bot, and we would just like get at them because uh-huh. we were so far ahead that we were like we're gonna kill like three of like we're both gonna die, but we're definitely gonna kill three of them, and we just kept just being super aggressive towards them. Yeah. I had I, a, I will say that there were a lot of fights bot lane that game that lasted a really long time that we actually had people rotate for and were big 4v4, 5v5 fights, and they felt really good. Yeah. I had a, oh my god, an amazing Samir play where I had, like, no health, and you were playing Swain, and you just, like, 1v2'd them like crazy, and I just, like, just rode the line of, like, their range, and then finally when they were, like, at low health, I just dove in and, like, finished off the kills, and it felt, I only had, like, 100 health. It felt so good. But yeah, we were just, we were just on point. The only thing I was disappointed with that game is the whole point of playing Swain Samira is it was like a whirling dervish bot lane. We hit level six. We both just alt on top of people. And anything that's inside both of our circles dies extraordinarily quickly. I don't think that ever happened because we were just skirmishing all the time. Right. We killed but, them so fast that we never got to yeah. do the thing we wanted to do. And then uh, then Koobs played Medrai's Fizz mid lane. And I think he one got very close to one-shotting by pressing one button. Yeah, I got to oh, the yeah. point on Fizz where uh, my alt didn't matter if I hit it or not. I just used it for zoning. <laughs> like Which is good. Which is good alt. because you never really hit it. Oh, no, wow. I, I okay. it. no, I got Hourglass. Every single like, that, three people on that team bought Hourglass. You d- yeah, including their ADC. Yeah, come on. So just bait that out and then uh, fight everyone I see. That was pretty much my game plan. And it worked out. Like 25 kills or some shit like that. I think you were over... I want to say over like 18 stacks on Medjays for about 90% of the game after you bought it. Oh, yeah. There's a time where I got back to zero because I, I think I died back to back in a dragon fight. Uh, and then within like the next two minutes, it was back to 25. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was yeah. a fun one. So on to our first big topic of conversation today. Uh, Riot has officially closed the OPL, or the Oceanic Pro League. Uh, that is the basically the tournament in Australia. Um, I'm going to just read a little snippet here from their statement about it because it's the conversation that I think we're going to probably stick to the most is in this little snippet here. So today we are announcing the dissolution of the OPL and the closure of Riot Sydney office as it primarily focused on operating the league. However, this is not the end of league esports in the OCE. We remain committed to supporting our pro players in the region with a path to continue their careers moving forward. Beginning with the 2021 season, we are adding OCE to the competitive territory for the LCS. So OCE players will no longer take an import slot on LCS rosters. Yeah, and then for 100 thieves. Yeah. <laughs> huh? The, and then the last part of this is this will open up new opportunities in North America for top OPL players, and we will also hold a qualifying tournament for OCE for both MSI and Worlds in 2021, ensuring teams from the region will continue to be represented at our two major global events next season. So basically, they're giving the OCE one last hurrah yeah. to play at MSI and Worlds, but they obviously will not have probably nearly as much practice as the other regions and will probably not perform well. Any player that can get out of the region, I imagine, will get out of the region to go to NA, right. pending coronavirus things and visa well, problems. And I, I don't I don't have it up right now, but when I read that before, they didn't spell qualifying as qualifying, right? That was a, a missed golden opportunity. <laughs> because the, oh the whole meme with OPL... I actually looked for the word and like... To, I was like, wait, what do you mean? And then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think, I think uh, any puns in, a, you know, closing an entire region off would might be seen as a nah, come on. not ideal nah, come from on. a PR standpoint. <laughs> um, Today, yeah, we've got some being... crikey news for you. Oh, God, okay, can that's you a, imagine? That's, <laughs> it's a little on the oh, nose, I guess. Boy. Uh, you mentioned that being good for 100 Thieves. I actually think it's really good for a lot of different teams like in ways you're not really seeing right now. Because 100 Thieves is just the team that's using their import slots on uh, uh, OCE players, right? Yeah. So like, there's another. There's one more that I think is actually more important than 100 Thieves. That'd okay. be Golden Guardians because they have FBI. And FBI oh, was OCR? performing. Yeah, he was performing oh, like yeah. insanely well at the end of the summer. So mm -hmm. if he, in theory, plays that well, and you have Closer, who's their other import, well, guess what? Now you can replace True. Hans or DeMonte, who he was playing super well, but you, even him, I guess, if you wanted to. like That team had a lot of promise at the end of the year, and you just got to free upgrade somebody. Obviously, the problem is, is that this year, there's probably not going to be much upgrading, depending on how the offseason goes. Right. But we'll get into that as we keep talking. Yeah, I, I guess like my main point was, it's not so much that it helps the teams that already have OPL players on their roster, but it just like there's a whole list of players that have professional play experience that weren't just weren't available before. You you know you didn't even put them on the whiteboard because it's like we're not going to use our import slot on them. We've got XYZ Korean Chinese players on our team. Now you've got OPL players that you don't need to use an import slot. So it's like they're filling their normal roster with a, a expanded pool. Yeah, the players that this is like the best OC players that we currently have um, are FBI, Ryoma, um, TSM has lost, Cloud9 has King. Uh, King, though, got stuck in Australia with visa issues, and then once he had him cleared up, uh, coronavirus hit, so he couldn't come anyway. So those are the four players that are like very valuable to the LCS right now, especially if you can't import people and those players are already here. That's just like, oof. That's just some, those teams are sitting on gold mines right now. But how do you suppose they made the decision? What region to let them go to? Because there are a couple of regions so, that they are closer to. Because NA sucks. <laughs> yeah, no. So, <laughs> because uh, Riot Games is based here's out of this, North America. Here's the specific reasons that I would say. I read this, I, somebody wrote this comment on Reddit and I think it actually makes a lot of sense. Um, the two reasons would be one, NA already has the most OC players, like then uh, compared to other regions. Fair. Um, two, the fan base in Australia, the closest time zone to them is us. Um, 
So the other option, for instance, they were like, let's say you do the LEC. Well, the LEC would be playing in the middle of the night for Australia. So you actually would not carry over a lot of fans in general, whereas they can watch the LCS practically live, like with North America. So if you give them to North America, you get the most money. By by getting the most viewers, you get the most money. So in a business sense, I think it it does actually make the most sense to give them to us. Isn't their closest time zone more like one of the Asian ones, though? Yeah, well, right, but good. like that's there's a language barrier and there's lots of other things there. Oh, and, I and plus, like China, like at the end of the day, is China really going to take all those players? Like, you want to give those players the best opportunity well, to yeah, like, I was play? Thinking, I was thinking it'd be like Japan, honestly, is what I thought they would yeah. do. I suppose maybe like Vietnam. But you, you yeah. raise a really good point with the language barrier, though, because like native English speaking country, like regions, I should say are basically LCS and LEC. Yeah, right. I think I do think that's it probably, is that's weird. probably is the biggest reason. Yeah. Me me trying not to be an, a biased NA person, but like I do think it is weird that like they don't take up an import slot anymore. Like you could have just I I guess like it makes sense that they should be able to find a home. Like yeah. you need to go play somewhere where you're not an import slot. Like you need to have a home somewhere. So it I guess that does make it right. If anywhere you go, you can only, like, you have to be taken into consideration as an import slot. I don't think yeah. that's good. Yeah, definitely not. But. Yeah, is uh, is Oceania the region that had that whole, like, uh, corruption No, that's thing? Garena. Ah, that's what I was thinking. Garena, okay. Gar- Garena, Garena, however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Where, like, they basically barely feed their players and give them a place to live. Uh, that actually might have been... Or was that an organization? No, that was an organization, Oceana? and I want to say that was in Turkey. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was Australia I could for some be reason. wrong. No, it was not Australia. It okay. was... Turkey sounds right. I think it was Turkey. And yeah, the team, remember. yeah, treated them like crap, didn't pay them, didn't feed them, or yeah, it was a whole bunch of crap. mess, yeah. And I don't think that was ever resolved. Like, it was resolved, no. but I don't think the players ended up getting paid or anything like that. No, so. I don't think they got any compensation. Yeah, I can't remember. I want to say it was Turk because I I want to say the org was like Turkish. It like literally had the word like Turkish in its name. I could be crazy, but I thought anyway. it had like brain in its name for some reason. I don't remember why. Big brain gaming. I don't know. <laughs> I hope that wasn't an org. <laughs> uh, no wonder they failed. Tainted minds. Tainted minds. You got it. Yeah. It's tainted minds. Yeah, there we go. Where well, are they never... from? Is there a quick Google search? Uh, or... I'm looking at it, but it doesn't say OPL. OPL. You were right. OPL. Good call. Wait, is OPL Turkey? No, OPL is OC. Yep, OC. I barely. I don't know. You crushed it. All right, yeah. (laughs) You You, we we don't know anything. You (laughs) crushed it. So, uh, is that? Do you think that like? I mean, the rest of the region wasn't like that as a whole, right? Well, clearly, like, no, no, no. I don't think the rest of the region was like it, but I think that's an indication of like. They. They didn't pay their players because they didn't have money. Excuse me, got the hiccups now. Because uh, they didn't have money or whatever, and the the reason why the OC is closing is because or the OPL is closing because there's no money to be made. Like it's yeah, literally just it. failing that hard. So I just think it was probably a sign of times to come. You know, it was just like one org got desperate, couldn't pay their players, and now here we are. You know. Now this article came out in February of 2017, so this has been going on like either it was resolved and they just buried it, or it's been going on for a really long time. It's been going on a long time. They buried it initially, I believe, because mm-hmm. I don't. Because I'm pretty sure last summer they were talking about it, like a year ago, even. Huh. Like it was all over Reddit and stuff like that. Because you still get like every six months somebody posts on Reddit for the karma points or like friendly reminder that this happened and that it's still like Riot still hasn't compensated the players and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, though the one thing I was gonna say. Um, was that I have been reading rumors on Reddit and ESPN eSport journalists that NA teams are going to be spending significantly less money this year on teams. Oh. Because of coronavirus reasons. Sure. That a lot of contracts are up this fall. Oh, they won't be able to pay them? Correct. So Uh, you're going to see either A, you're going to see a lot of players taking pay cuts, or you're going to see a lot of teams like actually investing in academy because those will be the cheapest players and that this OCE thing now is like super important 
because now you have these cheap, semi-decent players that no longer take an import slot and that a lot of uh, teams will be feeding for them. Yeah, well, supposedly I think be... liquid. Supposedly liquid. Um, team liquid has only the intention to keep Jensen and like tactical, oh. and will lose their other imports because they they'll just simply cost too much money. So I just I'm I'm interested to see like how that goes, just because like because like C nine has already announced that they're keeping their entire roster. They, you know, they don't have any well, contracts it, up though, do they? I think their contracts all... weren't up. No. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they obviously get to keep them, but then you have like you know double lift. His contract is done in the fall. You know, will he be recontracted then? Will Will Team Liquid keep Impact, Broxa, Core JJ, Jensen? Will yeah, hundred? I don't know Broxa's when gone. Hundred Thieves is done, but I don't know what the someday's contract is. But you know, these are things that all of a sudden it's like holy crap! You could see like yeah. a pretty big shakeup this year with teams. Did you say Brox is gone? No, I, I, I think he's going to be gone. Oh really? Yeah, I I think he's uh, one of the more underperforming imports in a while okay that's just a personal opinion though like i mean that's just how i feel i feel like the he reminds he's, me he's too much of an na player he's a jungler he <laughs> just kind of does nothing <laughs> for am i crazy in using this analogy i can use this analogy because we're all three of us we're all from the same state okay and we're all minnesota vikings fans is broxa like the kirk cousins of team liquid Oh God! No, like they didn't nah. hate Broxa in college. Like if I told, like if I told you that, like they keep Broxa, but like they pay him significantly less money, and they practically get him for free, would you be like, oh, you'd be dumb not to keep him, or would you be like, no, get rid of him? I just don't. Uh, and I say that in the comparison, if I was like, if we paid Kirk Cousins significantly less money, would you be like more down to keep him? No. So you could pay like other nah, players. I was, dude, I was pissed when we beat the the yeah. the Houston. Okay. I, I was I just said, I have hated take, Kirk Cousins since we signed him. I have not for, hated for Trevor. Hey, <laughs> okay. We're tanking for Trevor, baby. I, I actually think if you can get Brox on a cheap contract and that opens you up to pull somebody in, especially on a year where you're not going to be able to pay a lot of import players to begin with, and it lets you pull in somebody that like maybe would be out of somebody else's price range, that's probably fine. Like he does well enough. Right. Assume that he'll give you a solid B plus for like the whole year. Yeah. And just like call it good. You'd take a value B plus if you could get it. I think. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't like how he. Uh, he's just too much of the same. We're drunk for me for me to like him. Mm. Super nice guy. He's all of yeah. his interviews are super nice and positive towards other players, yeah. but they interviewed him after Liquid beat G two. Suck at EU. <laughs> uh, and he was getting like really emotional. Well, first of all, because NA hadn't won a game in group stages besides... Did FlyQuest yeah. win one? Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. They've won two Fly games FlyQuest so beat Unicorns of Love. Yeah. Let's which go. apparently is really easy to do. We didn't <laughs> also, also FlyQuest almost beat, like... They they went toe-to-toe with DRX. Yeah. It was yeah. actually a really yeah, hype game. They I was like... Well. Even though they lost, I was like, damn, that was a good game. That was fun to watch. Yeah. Power of Evil but, popped off. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, the Brox interview was like... He was, was, like, getting emotional because he's obviously from EU. uh, And, like, it it meant so much that, obviously, NA's having a down year. At any point, they could give NA just, like, oh, my God, we won a game we probably shouldn't have won. Uh, It it meant a lot to him, like, on his own. And I think Liquid is NA's last hope. And I think they've got a shot because Jensen's on their roster. Uh, and all he does is win games at Worlds. I don't know why, but he's like the winningest NA player at Worlds in the last five years or something. Like anytime NA gets out of group stages, Jensen's on the roster. That's just, I don't... We will get to that in a bit. Okay. Then I'll table that for now. Yeah, there's uh, one more thing for me on the Oceana... Is it Oceana OPL? I think it's just going to be interesting like how teams are going to like scout, you know? Right? Are they actually like going to use the second region to like yeah, get players, like, or will it all just be forgotten? Like in like two years, we won't even there, see right? any more players. You got to have someone go over there, right, and watch like oh, yeah. the solo queue and stuff, basically. And well, I mean, all the pros I guarantee that you, the team. I guarantee you that like a shoutcaster like Spawn, who like is from there, his we'll DMs are up. probably already on fire. I yes, I bet yeah. you he's they're blowing up, and people are like, "Who's good? Like, tell me who's good." <laughs> this and that. I, oh, I bet you he's already given like twenty names. 
to all the teams. Yeah, like, nah, that's, I think it's uh, I think it's kind of yeah. I think it's yeah. just from an organize organizational Any, standpoint. I think it's uh, going to be interesting. And I'd like to imagine the best. I like to imagine that all the orgs are smart enough to at least for the first like for this year at least like attempt to scout. You know what I mean? Like at least make the effort to contact somebody like Spawn and be like, hey, who's good? You know, if like if you're like let's say Dignitas and you haven't done that yet, you're dumb. It's dumb. You know. Like it's they're good players. Like FBI is FBI mm-hmm. is a great eighty carry. You know, King, Lost, they're all great players who could play in the LCS. <laughs> yeah, I you know. Here's okay, here's the thing. He was criticized because he wasn't as good as other import players. Well, he's not an import player anymore. <laughs> so now he's just well, you compare him to other NA players. That's true. He's still at the bottom. Was yeah, he's like definitely the, at no, he's definitely at the bottom. But, he's like a bottom know. two. But now, mid-later. but now you just compare him to season. like other NA Academy players instead of like Beards and Jets <laughs> and Power of Evil, you know? Yeah, no, I get you. Um, so I was gonna for like the Worlds conversation. I know that we, I've watched NA play, and I don't have a whole lot to talk about really with Worlds other than we're getting our butts kicked and FlyQuest is having. Damn fun. one's gonna win. By I the way. So. Second place last year, and their roster got better somehow. And the team they lost to didn't even make it to Worlds. Damn one's going to win Worlds. You heard it here. Uh, not even first. I, so many people have said that before me. It's not an original thought, but damn one's going to win. <laughs> I'm hoping that neither of you have read these two threads on Reddit. I, I most likely haven't. Because I, I just want to do a quick trivia. So, Coos, if okay. you haven't, but Eli, if you have, like, don't I, I don't answer because I want to so see not. what the genuine answer is here. Okay. What player has made it out of the knockout stage at Worlds the most? Or has made it to the knockout stage? So who? what player has gotten out of groups the most in the LCS? Uh, can I ask a question? You can. I don't know if I'm going to answer it. Is this player currently at Worlds now? Don't answer that. Yeah, that's giving away too much information. Oh, man. Uh, I will give you a hint. This player has made it out of groups five times. I'm, I'm not answering because I know the answer. I didn't read the thread, but I know the answer. So is it just Jensen facing earlier? Yes. No, it is not. It's not. You're joking. I figured nope. it I figured The answer is going. sneaky with five. Oh. Tied for second with three is Medios and Jensen. Well, all Medios does is win games, and Jensen wasn't on the roster the entire time. Exactly. <laughs> so now I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. Which player has been in groups and failed to get out the most? Oh, beard hint, beard. hint, this player is tied with one other player. So there's it, two players actually yeah, tied yeah, for first. Yeah, Bjergsen double lift. It is not Bjergsen. It is double lift. But who's the What's, other one? Who's he tied with? X Smithy. No, that makes sense. <laughs> if yeah. TSM fails to make it out, double lift will take the title with seven attempts to get out of groups and seven failures. Wow. Bjergsen has three. He's only been to groups three times. He's only been he's been to worlds four, four, times. four times. He's, he's made time. it out yeah. once. He made That's it out right. in twenty fourteen. Yep. Hmm. Just thought that was some interesting trivia. Do you think that because just speaks to how like <laughs> the NA style of play is never the optimal style of play, and they have to conform every year at Worlds instead of people nah, conforming to what I they slight, do? I don't, th- I don't think no, it's No, I slightly disagree because We're, NA, well, like, because the NA's best run at Worlds was NA specifically not conforming, and it was C9 and Vitality that year. They were like, what if we attempt to win a game, like, at 16 minutes every game, and we just, like, run at the enemy team, and it worked until... It didn't. Until, it didn't until they face caps and cap shit on jensen yeah which jensen shit on caps the other day which made me happy so i was like finally oh, after like the that fourth draft try for g2 was so bad oh it was terrible uh, was g2 also played also g2 literally just played like trash yeah they were like they guys we five ulted core jj we got him and then Jen- <laughs> and then team liquid was like okay and then they just wipe them and it was like you got i G2's like, we got a pick on the side lane. And Liquid's like, yeah, we're also standing here, you idiots. And then they just killed yeah. G2 anyway. As dumb. Liquid uh, won that game. And like I was really impressed with how aggressive they were the entire game. Like From level one, they were being aggressive, which we haven't really seen out of NA this year. 
But then also G2 just didn't respect anything about Liquid at all. Like they kind of troll picked Jace mid. And I it, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the first time Jace was seen at Worlds and he performed very poorly. Yeah. Um, Not a good look. I was, I forgot to mention, I had brought this conversation up because I just thought like this specific part was interesting. The following players have made it out of groups more than Bjergsen and Doublelift. Because I just I just say that because they're like the two best players of NA, you know, respectively. Balls, High, Lemon Nation, Dyrus, and then Impact and Smoothie, which that one's, you know, they've been around. It's just like reading, it was just like reading the names, and I just like well, think to myself. I mean, they're part of this whole C9 I totally get that. I totally get that. But like, completely fair. But from 2013 and 14 is when Lemonation like made it out of groups, right? And like, we are in 2020 now. Like, if you told me in 2013 that seven years later that Lemonation, like, who's been retired for God knows how long, would Uh still have more knockout stage appearances than Bjergsen and Doublelift, like, I would have told you you're crazy. Wait more. Like, obviously it's a roster thing, but like, yeah, like it's like it's. That's crazy. Like well, a, pl- no. a player like Bjergsen and Double, like in theory, should have like more like international success under their belt. You know, like they like even if they lost in quarters, you would still expect that it's like I mean, no, they've made it like five times. Any as a but, whole should have more right international success. I, the it's two, just the fact that NA can't ever put up talents enough to beat yeah Bjergsen the, and Double. The current team records for making it out of group stage: C9 with five, TSM with two. That's it. Yeah. The The, only two teams that have made it out of groups. The Cloud9 thing, which I should clarify, again, we're all from Minnesota, so Lemon Nation's our boy. Uh, Uh, Edina, Minnesota. Yeah. I think that's where he was from. And who's the jungler now that's from Minnesota? Uh, He's not good. uh, Wiggly. Yeah, Wiggly. Minnetonka. He sucks. Minnesota style. Yeah, Minnetonka sounds right. Yeah, fuck Minnetonka. I I hate that casters say Minnesota style when he plays poorly because it makes me feel bad. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, no, the the big C nine difference that wasn't a roster difference. That was a notebook difference. They didn't have as good of a notebook as Lemonade. That's true. That's, you got true. It. That's funny. Uh, it's also true. <laughs> it is. It is true. That's why it's funny. But, but yeah, and no, I think going back to well, kind of a tangent a little bit ago. I just think this year, NA is kind of performing as expected. I don't know why why people are so up in arms about it. Like. It's not like they're underachieving. We kind of we knew this probably was the weakest the weakest teams that they sent to international events, and other and then it's like China's best year ever. So I don't know. Well, I, I'm every not, like, every surprised. year every year will be China's best year. Well, like yeah. until they <laughs> until they lose, like they're just only going to go up. Like if if you like imagine a world where all four Chinese teams like go to semis and finals, like if that happened. I oh my god, I'm pretty yeah. sure the world would just be like, okay, something needs to be done. <laughs> I, yeah, I just uh, I I, just, I get being like disappointed, but people are like talking yeah. like NA had a chance. At, and I like, think with, and the group draws aren't exactly ideal for NA. I thought I TSM, think I, I the think one TSM good group better, draw was but, TSM, and they are playing the worst of any NA team that's there. Yeah, so. but it's, I don't even think I think that like is the most balanced. Like on paper before this all started. I was like, any one of these teams can get out. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I thought that, which honestly, which makes it kind of like the scariest group because we never do well against those odds. Right. I think the thing for me is that like every year, and it, like the NA's first seed has never made it out of groups, other than when C nine was the first seed and they auto seeded into quarters because that was before like the whole deal, the group stage or whatever. Um. So, or no, they haven't made it since 2014. Sorry. Yeah. No team has made it since 2014 because that's when TSM, TSM made it out that one. Um, and every year that, like, we wouldn't make it, like, C9 would make it, and then they would play pretty well. And I think it just, like, helped people, like, accept it where they were like, oh, at least, like, like we always got one. You know, we always got one team. And C9, like, made it to semis the one time, and it was, like, awesome. And then last year, like, nobody made it, and C9 didn't make it. And you're like, well, C9 always makes it out, and they didn't make it out. And then you're like, crap, we literally just got shit on this year. 
and then you're like, all right, like C9 looking hot and we're going into worlds and like, we're going to do really well. And then C9 just like flops. Just and then we send these three teams, we send these three teams and then none of them perform. And then you're just like, well, like if, like if C9 was there and like never choked, you'd always think to yourself like, well, like C9 always makes it out. Like, like, let's just wait for like week two. Like we can see what happens, but now it's just like, why? Like we know what's gonna happen. Like nobody yeah. performs. It's the same for, shit. Like TSM's zero and three. Like you, you expect me to think they're gonna three zero? Double well, has never made it out of groups. Like they why do always. I that? They do always flip flop their week one and week two uh, scores. To be fair, that is fair. <laughs> no, but for me, I think the biggest, the most positive thing I'll take away from this worlds is that uh, TL dominated play-ins. Which I think, because everyone's like, oh, they're just a wild card region. But, I mean, at the very least, they outplayed, I mean, they had that one right. blunder. But they, it was, they didn't it was honestly like just, just squeak a big, out. Yeah. They won. They won their group yes. and played. Yeah. So it they auto-seeded in the group. They smashed it. To, yeah. They lost the one game, but honestly, it was just a big brain move to get Mad out of, Mad Lions out. Smart. So I respect that. No, that, there's some merit to that. <laughs> and if NA actually opens their eyes and does something for next year you know to start improving like maybe this is a good wake-up call for them i would hope yeah reading got bigger more numbers to pick from yeah we just need to see see some of these older players retire maybe get out of here after i agree also i agree so far like the most watched worlds yes like they're averaging like two million viewers a game every day i believe every day is breaking records if i remember correctly so you know, hope I, I don't know what the regional breakdown of that is, but you know, maybe getting more viewership and like not that any needed more viewership or more fans, but maybe getting more people in would give them like okay, we actually have a, a following when we get to worlds, even when we're not playing well. Well, yeah, yeah so like is, I was gonna say, though, but like right? NA and like China's the most watched region, then it's like Korea, Europe, us, you know. Um, but I mean, to be fair, our our size, like our viewership size, is like. Europe has so many countries and China is China. So like, you're never going to compete with that. But like NA's viewership is about to spike like hard because we're going to have all the ocean Oceania players are going to watch because their players are going to come over. Also the LCS supposedly is going to get a broadcast deal this year. So like, this is the year where we could start like actually making money, like as a region, like orgs could actually become profitable now. Cause I believe neck, not this year, but next year is the target year for like all teams being profitable. So once we're doing that, like that's more money, like that's more money for us to spend on infrastructure, infrastructure stuff like that. So I mean it's hopeful, but like that doesn't mean it's gonna happen. When you have dog shit orgs like Dignitas and CLG that make shit rosters, like you're never gonna get improvement like from that. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully you know it's always next year. Yeah. As we'll a Vikings fan, you know we'll get them next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll get them next year. <laughs> or maybe we'll tank for. Uh... The number one pick in the draft. Who knows? Yeah, that's the spirit. <laughs> All right, let's move on to preseason item stuff because we got about thirty minutes left. Oh yeah. Um, so I guess we'll real quick let's touch up on the new the new support items here because the Riot tweeted out, Mark Yetter tweeted out some of the support item changes that they're going to do. Uh, the community has not responded well to support items that are coming out. So Riot acted. Thank God. So I'm not going to like, I'm just going to kind of read like the basics here. If you want to see him, go to Mark Yetter's Twitter, go find them on Reddit. If you want like a whole rundown, but I'm just going to tell you what the basics of the items do. Um, The most important one is the first one, Imperial Mandate, in my opinion. It's for enchanters. um, So it gives like ability power, health, stuff like that. And then if you, if you have an ability that slows or immobilizes a champion, you deal bonus magic damage and you mark them for four seconds. If an ally champion detonates the mark, they will also deal bonus magic damage and grant both of you 30% movement speed. And then the mythic passive is that all other legendary items get 15 ability power. So hot damn. It's OP. I mean, that's yeah. is a, so many things. Yeah. That's a two V two item. <laughs> if I've ever seen it with an ADC and a support, my gosh, that's, you're just going to blow somebody up. Yeah. Yeah. And, is there any other new ones, or the other ones just get tweaked? The other ones got tweaked. They got stronger. They all cost the same price. 27, I don't know. 27, 25, 27, 27. Locket of the Iron Solari, I want to say, got a stronger shield. I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. 
Also, yeah. I know I didn't notice this before, but the locket shield is decaying over two and a half seconds. Uh huh. Um, it is no, it is currently not decaying. Um, so that's better. Also, the Solari shield is plus ten per target's level, where currently it's their max health, or it's it's the user's max health. So if a tank oh, buys yeah. locket, yeah. then it gets stronger. Where now, if it's Anybody just like buy it. if Ivern buys it, it's just as strong as if Orn buys it. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a pretty good. I didn't really think about that when I first read it. It's actually a really good buff for the item. Thinking about that in a pro, t- like pro play implications, like anytime you're watching professional League of Legends, the support is always the lowest level character on the screen. They always have the least amount of gold. They're the lowest level, so they typically wouldn't have as much health as like they probably could if they were getting the gold influx. So this actually right. helps them a lot because it's targets level, uh, not the support that sells level. Yeah. So it's yeah. still actually buffing uh, players based on their own level. And it's, you're still it's shielding your good. level 16 mid laner, even though you're a level 12 support. Like yep. you still are effectively shielding them. Yes. And it's not gated. Like, because right now I'm live with Locket, it's the health thing. So unless you're building health, like you can yep. never, you can never really get it on, you know, like Janna, would you could never use it. Uh, right. Like Lulu could or, never yeah. or even like a tank support like, like Braum, who's like, like being like building tanky items on like Braum is expensive. Where like now, like you're not gonna be super tanky, but your shield is still effective. Like once mm-hmm. you get your mythic item, like it's effective at the dragon fight, not later in the game. Um, so that's really nice too. But yeah, Imperial Mandate is gonna be what everybody's going until yeah, like, that, the, that item's dirty. It's it's, yeah, it's too much. That my one. And right, they still have plenty of time to fix it all. It's like it doesn't even matter. These items well, are just I, too strong. There's just too much. There's too much power in these items. And like I know I, they want them to give them a lot of power, but right now with a lot of these items, it's just too much. I understand what they're trying to do with this item, but like eighty to one hundred forty bonus magic damage, and then the ADC also detonates the mark for eighty to one hundred forty bonus magic damage. Like what? Like what? so? There's two hundred and eighty. Bonus magic damage, and you get move like, speed, and it makes in between the two yeah, other gross. things that are doing damage. Yeah, that's no, what? Why? It's way too much. I'm okay yeah. with bonus magic damage, but it doesn't need to be that much bonus magic <laughs> damage. Oh, well, you could just take off the second part of it and just grant whoever, like someone who attacks, at movement speed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just the, so just you can the... just help to run down the champion. So when yeah. they flash, you can still run them down or something. Just initial. That's what I think would be better, but. Like they'll they'll tune this stuff, but right now, uh, it's just yeah, it's just the items are too much. So what do we? So we'll, let's move to the rest of the items because we've yeah, we've all played a couple games of mm-hmm. PVE, um, like a good handful. I played quite a few. Um, so what are we thinking? What's like, what's the must change items? Like these got to get nerfed. These got to get buffed. This champion's OP is heck. This champion sucks. Like what's your What's your hot takes of the new items now that you've had time to play with it? Oops. So you're talking, talking the general pool, right? Like, yep, general pool. Okay. Give me your initial hot takes after playing with all these items. Go, you first, Goose. Yeah. So uh, I, don't know, I know what you're gonna say. I hope I know what you're gonna say. The two dot items. Yeah, I, there's way too much damage. Like you just pick Malzahar, Teemo, Cassiopeia, didn't. I don't know. It's Leandries and something. I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, Demonic Eye or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's disgusting. Like, like, you take one... uh, Who was I playing? I can't remember who I was playing, but it was Malzahar on the other team. And I uh, was full health. He eased me once. That's it. I have 20% health left. If he hits me with, like, any other ability, I'm just dead. If he hit me with a Q, I was just dead. It's just, it's, and it, the fact that they do magic damage and the Leandries takes away your, like, magic resist while it's burning, disgusting. So that, either I, damage you it down, make it, like, a unique passive so you can only get one or the other. I don't know, but that's way too much. I was playing ADC against, this is a separate game from when you and I encountered it, and the Malzahar was just hella fed, which I understand that. He just walked up to me and pressed E, and I flashed away, and it killed me. His yeah. E killed me. Yeah. I literally just stood there in my tower and waited, watch it burn. and the E killed me. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, just, uh, Absolutely stupid. It's next like, up. no alt, no silence. 
No minions. You just, Literally you only his E. You just die. I, I played Teemo and someone walked over one shroom and they just got melted and just died from full health. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was also that was also my first pick was the double was the double uh yeah. burn items. Eclipse? Stupid fucking item. Remove I, this item it makes no sense why this is in the game right now. It's sixteen percent so you hit two people like with two separate abilities or attacks within one point five seconds, deals sixteen percent of their maximum health, grants you thirty movement speed, and a hundred in a shield that is increased on your t- attack damage oh and it's only a six second cooldown yeah. what <laughs> are you kidding me that is a the, the, that shield should not exist at no. the beginning like first off it shouldn't exist at the beginning of fight a duelist should duel another thing for like a like six seconds for instance I mean, it's, like that yeah. shield that shield should proc like towards the end of the fight not at the beginning of the fight Eclipse is also kind of a stat monster if you think about it because yeah. it's it's only 55 AD but it's 18 lethality 10% omnivamp and then it gives your other legendary items 5% armor penetration you're doing true damage to most everybody it's disgusting is that just abuses this like no other at least it abuses Lisa. like no other it, it should not be a six second cooldown it should be yeah. like a, a minute cooldown a 30 second cooldown yeah. it's it's I hate this well, item. The more than the I hate shield, the dots, this item is gross and it like needs the to be drastically shield changed. Item, like shield bow is like a two minute cooldown almost. Like this yeah. item should be like over a minute cooldown. It should be like a GA cooldown. Like in your like you are in a fight and you proc the shield. Uh, you shouldn't proc the shield multiple times in a fight. Yeah, no, that's the problem. It's it shouldn't be a five minute cooldown. <laughs> but, oh, no, right, but like it shouldn't be a, a no, six second cooldown. It should, it should be, a, be like thirty seconds. Yeah, then. the minimum like, thirty. You can have it up for every fight or every skirmish. That's fine, but like you shouldn't have it up three times while you're one v oneing the other duelist. I mean, I'll take I'll take fifty. I'll take fifteen seconds. I'll take twenty seconds. Like six is just six is a lot. Six is just dumb. Uh, yeah. Uh, those are my top two. I mean, I think uh, I don't know why you'd ever not go Imperial Shield Bow on an ADC. Uh, yeah, uh, I, unless you're playing Vayne, and even then, some like fifty-fifty. Yeah. So uh, either that item's too good, or the other items just aren't as good. I like the idea of Gale Force a lot. I wish that was better. Yeah. Um, I like I liked Gale Force on Jin. Yeah, because it gives that. more movement speed. So his crits are just like insane. He yeah. just like just runs zooming around fast. and gives him a yeah. dash. Uh, Ludens is kind of cool. Just, it's just not like I just feel like you just go. Well, Ever, Everfrost looks Eli. dope, by the way. Hold uh-huh. on, Eli. You did you have an item or a champion that was busted? So I was looking through because I've been seeing clips of it. I haven't played as much PVE uh, as you guys, but I, I've been watching um, uh, Synapse videos, and they'll have PVE clips in there. And I don't know exactly which item it is. It looks like it's probably Prowler's Claw, but I don't. I think it's something else. Where people were playing Garen, building this item, using their Q, and then using the active. And like their Q would just jump them to whoever they were hitting. And like Prowler's Claw, you dash through a target enemy, dealing 100-200 plus 45% bonus attack damage, physical damage. And you're reducing their armor by 30% for 3 seconds. And it grants all your other legendary items 6 lethality. So like... Even some pretty tanky brawlers were getting one shot before they could get out of the silence of Garrett's Q. It was absolutely disgusting. Now, granted, they were probably really ahead, and you know that's why it's in a synapse video. But uh, it looked pretty gross. Like giving Garrett, giving a lot of champions a dash is a problem. To be fair, yeah, um, I think it's like, a cool one though. Some really old champions that are you know kind of outclassed by sheer mobility get brought back into the mix with these things, but. Um, yeah, I, some of those clips were gross. Yeah, I think you could do some cool stuff with Lee Sin with that one, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, it might be too strong right now. I don't know. Everyone's just building a clip, so I can never tell. Uh, but you can just like, get a free insect off with uh, Prowler's Claw, which is, is, mm-hmm. is kind of a cool idea. I watched a highlight video uh, today of a Darius that built Dustblade. So he would alt and execute somebody <laughs> and then turn invisible. Mm-hmm. And he's in. He's one v five in a team fight, and he's like he alts kills the guy, turns invisible, and he just like up in the air appears, like boom, kills the guy invisible, boom, up in the air, like kills. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, that's I was terrifying. Like, that's kind of All I thought about was the assassins, and I never thought about like the Dariuses <laughs> just like dunking on kids. Because well, in my head, it's like uh, you're playing Pike, 
and you build that item. Yeah, play um, another he, one too. He gets an alt execute, yeah. and you you just never see him until his next execute is going off. Does that that wouldn't mask the ability marker for his next one, would it? No, because no, using no, no. using abilities or autos breaks the invisibility. Okay. So see, once he like pressed R again, he would come out of invisibility up in the air, and then like Darius, like you saw him like jump basically as he like did it. It's just like super funny to watch. By the way, Everfrost, the active looks sweet. Yeah, that, it that looks animation so does look cool. cool. I uh, have not seen that item yet, actually. It looks so cool when it's used. Uh, I want to. I, I kind of want to. I haven't played Silas yet. I, should, I still probably would want to go Leander's Anguish on him, but Everfrost could be a fun one to use on him too. I think. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. I just. I thought I'd see more Gore Drinker abuse. Maybe I'm just not seeing champ like the champions in game uh, playing it, so I don't know. Last episode, I mentioned that Gore Drinker would be good on Olaf. Tried it, not good. Don't do it. <laughs> Pretty meh. It's a uh, Aatrox is one for sure. That's the only one I've seen it on. I just was surprised I haven't seen a Trindamir yet. I, I don't know. I have not either. That's just screams Trindamir OP to me. But so I, I can't really. I just don't see it that much. Uh, I don't know. There's still still some items I still want to use that I haven't yet. I haven't used. Rocket Belt, still a dumb name. Uh, but like, I feel like that makes champions like Echo, like a lot better. I played Echo. I used uh, Le- uh, Ludens on him. It was I was going against Valzahar, so we eventually lost the game just because <laughs> it didn't matter what I did. He just yeah. killed me all the time. Yeah. Um, but Echo felt really good though, especially Ludens was like hella dirty just stronger than it is now like it's even better just like clearing waves and which like yeah. i needed to do because i was just getting perma pushed in by a malzahar <laughs> who would e the wave and that's it but yeah my, my one more gripe about the double dot thing if you're gonna have that in the game you gotta you can't get rid of adaptive helm yeah that, yeah that's the kicker is like there's oh my god you like, don't have counter that, that, that was that was the that. counterplay item to uh, malzahar yeah and now it's just, it's not there. It doesn't even matter if you buy magic resist because it shreds your magic resist by 5%. Up to 25% of your magic resist. So stacking it's useless. It's just, yeah. I need, I need them to hurry up and tune these things so I can stop complaining about it. But other than that, it's been really fun. I've really been enjoying trying other champions out, seeing what would be kind of good on them. Ezreal felt a little lackluster to me. Yeah. When I tried him. Did you go Triforce? Yeah. Yeah, I went Triforce, Man Immune, into some other... I don't remember the other items that I picked. Oh, I went the one that slows when you use abilities. So, like, every time I hit a Q, it, like, gives an Iceborne proc, basically. Is this an item, it or is felt, this a... It's an item, yeah. Okay. If, if, it felt good, um, but I don't think it will be that good on him. I think there's because no, it's not like AOE build, anymore. It's just yeah. single target. He'll find a build so, somewhere. He'll it'll be yeah, some weird like weird build that'll just work. Yeah, I just felt like I didn't do like as much damage as like yeah the current one does, which like I'm not complaining. Like that's fine because like you said, Ezreal will find a busted build eventually and it'll get nerfed to hell, but. <laughs> just like the normal, like his normal build, just definitely seems to be weaker. I mean, should just so, go, yeah. just go eclipse on him. We can WQ and they're yeah. dead. Yeah, there you go. So I nerfed that item. Um, yeah, I, I uh, collector. Oh yeah, no, collector the legendary. So, have you built collector yet? No, I kind of forgot about it. I, yeah, it look, nobody, I, other people really haven't been building it. It's kind of, it's got a weird. Like the, when I see this, I just think Draven. Like who else is going to use the eighteen? Yeah. I mean, eighteen is always good, but it doesn't have that much attack damage for three thousand gold. To be uh, honest with you, so I, I really don't like the concept of the item, and I kind of hope that they get rid of it. I could see it being a problem at some point. Yeah, because you know, it's like one of the things about League that's like great. Is like when you live with like a little bit of health. Like you like have low health, they have low health, and you like outplay them and like they die, and you have like you're like watch the ticker, like your health go down, you're like, oh like oh ten health, like oh like hell yeah, like calculator or whatever. But like 
an item existing where like you just execute that i don't know like yeah it feels good. like it, it sucks when like somebody else lives with no health so it'd be nice to have an item to just like kill them but like i don't know i feel like it takes away a bit from like both sides of a of a close fight yeah I could but, see but like mean. i said it's not but, like, like i've seen it? people build it and abuse it so it's not like it's overpowered or a problem i just think the concept might not be ideal I mean, for I think the only, of legends I just, yeah i just don't know who builds it i guess um maybe i guess yone and yeah i mean yone and yasuo maybe i'm not really sure but otherwise it's just, i just i just think i just think draven <laughs> more gold everything is it seems like uh yeah. riot wants to push uh that egomaniac to the top here but we'll see kind of how things roll out it's gonna be interesting like at what point is it changing the champions that abuse these items versus changing the item I think that's gonna be the tough part. Well, it's like, it's like the example that Eli used earlier with like Garen. Like, is Garen OP right now? No. If Garen uses this Prowler's Claw, is he OP now? Like, apparently. <laughs> like, should you like should you change Prowler's Claw or should you change Garen? Like, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be the if, how, if how much he's power the only they one who abuses it. You know, it you've 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 changed champions for the last ten years based around your item system, and now it's like. Do we change our item system, like our new one, or do we change the champions again? Because you got to change like every freaking champion now. Yeah. You know, it's like you give, it's like Annie as a champion used to be dog shit, and then you give her a flash, and now she's OP. Like now you give her a proto belt proc, and she was busted as hell, and then you had to nerf her ass. And now and you, you give, give her, her hex flash. Yeah, then you give her hex <laughs> flash, and now she's OP again, and now you're going to give her another like item that gives her a dash. Like, Let's not go that I, far like, with Annie. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying, though, is like a champion like Annie is so like defined by items and summoner spells that like when you give her a new mechanic in an item, she's busted, and then you're changing her. So it's like... Yeah, yeah I, I like think if you're depends. gonna change the items, champions like Annie are gonna have to be changed if you're gonna do this stuff. Like they have to be, otherwise they're just gonna run rampant. Yeah, no, I agree. So yeah, so I think it's gonna... it's... go for it. Oh, sorry, I, I was gonna move on. Oh. So if you've got something to I, keep, keep going, I, it's just one last. I think it's on that point. I think it's just gonna be coming down to good old math on uh, is it a lot of champions abusing this one item or is it just one champion abusing an item? I think that's probably what's gonna come down to. You right. wait until uh, the LCK kicks up, and they'll figure it out, and we'll do whatever they're doing. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I was looking at some of these other uh, items that, like, they're not new items, but they got changed a little bit. And I saw a thing on Black Cleaver that is almost a little alarming to me. Um, so Do they stack again? I, I, I have no <laughs> idea. It's just a legendary item. But it still has the armor shred where it's like, Dealing physical damage to an enemy champion reduces their armor by 4% for 6 seconds, max 24%. There's another passive on this that I didn't see before. Your attacks and abilities against enemies you fully shredded deal bonus physical damage equal to 5% of their missing health on a 0.5 second cooldown. So now, <laughs> what I'm thinking... <laughs> Garen item. Okay, Garen. But also, Pantheon? Because if you have a fully maxed up stun... You're attacking, and then you're autoing three times, and then you press E. Every single little proc of your E hitting somebody is going to do 5% of their missing health. While you can't be damaged by them. Yeah, I just feel like... So what is it? Does W... Yeah, I guess I have to see it in practice. Because like, you, you have to get I, again, six stacks. fully theorycrafting, because I just saw this. Yeah, yeah. But like, that was the first thing that came to my brain. And so... You know, maybe I'll spend a little bit of time investigating other items that already existed, but maybe work a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, just any Wukong would be disgusting with this. Mm -hmm. Especially Speaking since you get all twice. Why aren't we seeing Wukong at Worlds? A random thought. I think that champions. They've played it. Have they? Okay. Uh, there's a yeah. couple times, okay. yeah. It's been top. I it see. counters like. Oh, crap. I can't Everything. remember. Camille, maybe. I, there's there's a counter. It's a counter pick to something, yeah. and it's China's played it a couple times. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, so I. I would be interesting to see if how the Pantheon one works, though. If it if you can actually proc it like meaningfully quick enough, right? Well, um, again, just like in my brain, you're doing your all of your damage is loaded on your stun, your three autos, your jab Q, and then you use the shield by default. But now your shield just shreds. Yeah, no, that, shreds. that could be pretty solid. 
I forget. I totally forgot about the whole shield does this whole pokey thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That I want to try this item out in a couple champions now. Trying. Can't really theory craft any at the top of my head. I need to look at a list. I know. But uh, yeah, I, I, I am excited that these items seem to have more power than the old items, right? Mm-hmm. It's just you know, at what point has science gone too far? That's got, that's yeah. that's the and right now at one point a couple too items much power and... have too much science behind them, and uh, yeah, I just uh, and and they know this, they've gotta, so we'll we'll see. It's just you know, I point I would imagine, being. I like to imagine that they, that at least with the items they tune them high on purpose just to see what we would think and then like go from there yeah i think to, like test the waters like get things that are extreme so that way you know it's always better i think to better do it well except yeah. for champion releases uh yeah to go high and well on pb i think it's always better to go high and then uh tune down versus starting low and then tuning up yeah anything else for items Mm, no, I think I got most of my pent up anger out of the way. I like the jungle. Yeah. The jungle one's cool. I love. The, I love the jungle change. By the way, that's probably my. That's my. Like, the, I think that's their biggest success. The items. Yeah, just, I think you just open up so much like jungle diversity by not forcing them to build one of those like Cinder Hulk warrior Ludens. Yep. Yeah, I think that opens up so the gates so much. So, oh, Kindred, Kindred's busted. Oh, I that, that was the one I was thinking of. She is so fun. What, what, oh my gosh! Which she's one do you go on her? Um, I went. Uh, which one did I go? Kraken Slayer. I went Kraken. This is why I went sense. because the three auto yeah. like, proc. I just I would want to go oh, Gale Force for the extra Q. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose. But no, yeah, I just oh man, just like shredded kids. It was so dirty. But yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, so at the end of the show here. Uh, we're going to try to do something a little bit different. Um, we're going to maybe try to see if we'll talk about something that, you know, in video game news or nerd news, stuff like that, um, just as a cool down, fun topic to do. So if you came here strictly for League of Legends and you don't like that. Um, see you next time. Well, podcast this is, is where over. We, yeah, podcast is over, so I guess. <laughs> but I promise later. you, it's just a chill conversation. It's just fun, so whatever. If you want to stay, hang around for five, maybe ten minutes, then uh, enjoy. But uh, this is a super random thing that I was thinking of today. Because Koobs uh, sent me a tweet on the old Twitter, <laughs> and I didn't know that this was a thing, and it's hilarious. Um, so it's a video of from Disney World. Okay, it's a video. Okay. This is from from Disney World. Disney World had for a Star Wars event, they had a a weekend dance off at Disney World. Okay, and the dance off was between so like the the actors who play the characters like Uh they all did a dance off like all the star wars characters (laughs) and made my day the two contestants are the actors for padme and darth vader dancing to a like taylor swift song (laughs) yeah there's the whole thread it goes there's more did you scroll down there's more did you scroll down no i didn't go through the thread oh my god i didn't look at more okay so then Oh my gosh, it's Chewbacca and Slave Leia. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so here's the first thing. that the, the, This is the first, the reason why I bring this up. Padme is very overly sexual to Darth Vader. <laughs> and creepy. this is Disney World. It's kind of creepy. It's, yeah, dude, it's like bad. <laughs> but it's hilarious, like, so I don't care. It's like, like as an adult, like as an adult, you're, you know, two beers in, you'd be like, this is awesome. Like, this is funny. <laughs> like, this is hilarious. But, like, if you're a parent at Disney World, like, you're definitely covering your kid's eyes when I watch this. I'm like, okay. And especially now that I'm watching Chewie and Slave Leia dance, I'm like... This was that There's night, no though, right? This was, this was... Oh, it is that... Most likely okay, it that I, night. Some of them are in the day, so it must oh, have been right at the end okay, of the night. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Okay, but Palpatine and his red guards, like, jamming out, like, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> that looks awesome. Darth Maul, like, he's he's crushing it. But, yeah. I bet, the, I bet it's canon that Papa Palpatine gets down. I, I bet he dances on the regular. I, that's why he's like always kind of stiff because he's just like, oh, he's dancing too from much. Dancing. Last night. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Slave Leia and Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I figured you'd enjoy that. Yeah. 
We'll send it. We'll send it. Yeah, this must be like a Disney World After Dark thing or something like that. Do they do that? I don't even know they do that stuff. We'll send you Eli. We'll send it to you. They have like a. They've got like their a full Star Wars themed like hotel suite, whatever, and there's I like suppose. a bar and stuff for the adults only. Because I mean, think about it: the original Star Wars fans are all in their fifties now. <laughs> True. Let's see. Hold on. Sixties and seventies. What year did Star Wars come out? Seventy-four. No idea. Logan. What's that? What year did Star Wars come out? First one. Nineteen seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. May, okay, so May twenty-fifth. Probably Jesus. about 60s. Just off the top. It's off the top. <laughs> I crushed that, man. That's that's what I'm strongest in Star Wars trivia. I'm going to say it was roughly, Should've... you know, just to put a guess, May 1st, 7 p.m., 1945. <laughs> uh, it was actually wow. 7.04. Wait, what? Should have been, been... The end of World War II? Should have been May 4th. Just a very specific date Should've... off the top of my head at, at a guess. Should have been May 4th or 5th. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't know what memes were back then. <laughs> they could have had a head start. Yeah. Imagine if Star Wars invented memes. Jeez. How much would the world change? Um, How much probably would not be at different? all. I would guess. <laughs> I think it would be a little different. Maybe we'd be more pro- like the memes of the future would be the memes of now. Boomers might be a little looser. Could they be. Might, could they be. Might be you know more apt to fun. Zoomers would be less zoomy. <laughs> Which is a sacrifice I'm not willing to make. Nope. All right, you guys got anything else? Uh, uh, no. no, no, that's it for me. All right, well then that's gonna do it for us today. Remember, if you missed any of our previous episodes, check them out at Anchor.fm/TalkOfTheRift or virtually any podcast platform like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and give us a follow on Twitter at TalkOfTheRift. Don't forget to send us your questions for our Q and A, and we will see you all next time. Goodbye. See ya.